This is a Holy Baptist Church podcast, bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome, lives are changing, and Jesus is King. Thanks for listening with us today. We would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us. But for now, we pray you enjoy listening for what God has in store for you in this episode, and that it helps change your life for the better, in Jesus' name. Enjoy. Welcome all, all of you guys who are tuning in today. This is uh, Holy Baptist Church live stream on a coronation weekend. Quite exciting, really. You've probably got all the family gathered around. Um, I'm Phil. And I'm Dan. This is Dan. I only met Dan about five minutes ago. But you can feel the on-screen chemistry, I'm sure. they can. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was to an hour ago, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should crop that bit out. We, yeah, we yeah. go back decades, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, well, I've known Phil, Phil, isn't it? Forever. <laughs> For years. Forever. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great to be doing this together and we get to know each other and hopefully you'll get to know folks as you go along. Um, do drop a little note into the chat box. We've yes, got a yes. chat box going on and say hello to Steve, who is behind the scenes pushing buttons and has had some challenges this morning. So hats pushing off. buttons, pushing our buttons, just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're great. All our little tech all our techie folks are fantastic and they never get a they never get a shout out. So uh, do that when you um so what's happening this morning? We've got a new series, haven't we? We have, yeah. It's uh the first um session first uh talk of a new series and the new series is called do, 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 the cost of living that's right and why, why should people stick around this morning phil well that's a really good question firstly because you've got me and dan that's the main reason of course um but in actual fact it's something affecting all of us i don't know if you you know every time you go shopping it hits you doesn't it but it, it's more than that. It's the pressure it puts on you and your families and your lifestyle. And um, and uh, let's be honest, the phrase is quite poignant, isn't it? Because living has a cost. There are all sorts of costs that hit you throughout life. And, and we'll be talking about whether money controls you or whether you control money. Who's making the decisions here, your bank manager or you? Um, and what would it be like to live free of some of that stuff? What would it be like to be free to make decisions that you feel are the right thing to do? So um, it's about who's controlling our lives, really. So Martin's going to be talking about that in a little while. Just a couple of statistics for you. In the Bible, there are 500 verses on prayer and faith. There are 2,000 verses on money. And when Jesus um, shared stories about God's kingdom... He shared 39, we call them parables, and 11 of those were about money. See, I believe, and as a church, we believe that God is interested, not in just your spirituality and what you do here on a Sunday morning. God is interested in and cares about your everyday existence. Every single part of you, your job, your family life, your hobbies, what you do with your money. He is interested probably more in what happens the rest of the week than what you manage to do here on a Sunday morning. And that's why we want to speak into that. We want to share with you some biblical tips on maybe how you can cope with cost of living crisis and maybe how you can deal with your finances, your money in a more godly way, if that's the right phrase, in a way that's going to be honoring to God. So... Over the course of this month, I'm going to be talking about living free, living free from worry and anxiety. Next Sunday, we have got CAP, Christians Against Poverty, coming 
to church. We are a CAP center, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, living selflessly. Um, following week, we're going to be talking about living with margin, and then finally, we're going to be talking about living generously. So that's the course of uh, the month. But like I said, I'm going to be talking about living free, living free from worry and anxiety. Have you heard of the phrase perfect storm? Perfect storm. This was a meteorological um, phrase. So in other words, it was to do with weather. Uh, but it came into common parlance. It's something we started to use um, more regularly in our, on our conversations after the 2000 film starring George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg called The Perfect Storm. And that was an account of the true story of a fishing boat called the Andrea Gale who in 1991 went out fishing and never came back because it hit what they entitled the perfect storm where three different weather fronts all collided at the same time, creating the perfect storm. And probably you've heard it said many, many times that the cost of living crisis we are in is caused by a perfect storm where lots of things that affect our finances have all collided at the same time. So coming out of covid was one of them. The war in the Ukraine is another one. The war in particular has caused um, food and grain shortages, so our food prices have gone up. It's caused um, fuel shortages, so everything's gone up in cost. Um, it's caused high inflation. It's caused high interest as they try and counter the high inflation. So back in October, we hit a 41-year high in terms of our inflation, 11.1%. And just this March food inflation was put at 19.2%. Everything has got more expensive. But as we're seeing from our numerous strikes in the news, our pay isn't necessarily, well, definitely isn't matching that rise in costs. So the reality is, whatever we do, however much we strike or write to our MPs or or whatever, we cannot change the situation we find ourselves in. Nothing you can do, nothing I can do can affect the cost of living crisis that we are in. Similarly to how COVID, there's nothing we could do about COVID. There's nothing we could do about World War II and rationing, if you, any of you remember that. There is nothing you can do about it. So we need to work out how we can live through it. If we can't change the situation and end the crisis, how can we live free? Free from worry and anxiety. And that's what I want us to pick up on uh, this morning. Because worry and anxiety creates long-term effects. There are people, and it maybe it's you, who, you know, it's this week they officially said that the COVID crisis emergency is over, officially. But some of us are still reeling from the effects of the worry and anxiety created by that crisis. Even when the crisis ends, the worry and the anxiety continue. So how can we get on top of that worry and anxiety? How can we find peace? Well, we're going to look at a, a number of Bible verses this morning. But I want to, what I want us to pick up on particularly this morning as our foundational verse, these two verses found in Colossians. And these are verses written by Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament to the church in 
Colossi or Colossi. It says this, since then you have been raised with Christ. So he's talking to people who have made a commitment to Jesus here, what we would call Christians. So since then you've been raised with Christ. Since then you have been given a new life. Since you have been born again. We saw this symbolized on Easter Sunday with the baptisms of being lowered into the water, dying to your old life, and being raised in Christ into a new life. Since then you've been raised with new Christ. What does that mean? What effect should that have on the way that we as followers of Jesus live our lives? It's this. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And he says that in a slightly different way. He says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. In other words, fix your eyes as you're going through life on Jesus. I don't know if you've ever done any running. Put your hand up if you've done running. You might not do it now, but you've done running in, in the past. or Yeah, a few. One of the tips it says is, and you find this, when you get tired, when things, when you really just struggle, you tend to start looking down. I said, no, you need to look up. Look ahead. Fix your eyes maybe on the run ahead. Run ahead. Follow them. Keep your body up straight. Keep your breathing. Keep moving. Otherwise, you start to get inward and downwards, and it starts to become a struggle. And Paul's saying the same. In life, there will be times when you hit worry and anxiety. Don't look down, look up. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. I'm going to give you three things that will hopefully help you to do that and therefore hopefully reduce that worry and anxiety in your life. By the way, these tips, if you are struggling massively with debt, and things like that. This isn't necessarily going to help you, but if you ask us, we can point you to people that will. This is more about us starting to manage the difficulties that we're finding ourselves in. And the first thing is this. Think about your thoughts. Think about your thoughts. According to research, a 2020 study, I don't know how they work this out, but they reckon we have on average 6,000 thoughts a day. I don't know who counted them, but I reckon 6,000 thoughts today. I think some people do a lot less than that, and some people do a lot more than that. I don't know if there's a difference between man and male and female. We won't go into that. But we have, on average, 6,000 thoughts per day. Who has 58? <laughs> and actually, the things we think about drive us. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Let me give you an example of that, Okay. The other day, I bought some chocolate bars. Oh, yeah, yummy. Yes. I get, they were doing a two-for-one offer, so I got one of those really big Snicker bars, where you get two in the packet, and one of those really big Bounty bars, you get three in the packet. And I ate one, and then I put them in the fridge, and I forgot about it. And then I think Jen pointed out to me, oh, you've got chocolate bars in your fridge. The problem is, once she pointed it out, all I could think about was the chocolate bars in the fridge until I had to go and eat the chocolate bars in the fridge. When I wasn't thinking about it, I knew they were in there, but I wasn't thinking about it. I could live my life without my chocolate bars. As soon as I could think, think about it, I couldn't not think about it until I'd eaten it. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. 
In fact, Craig Rochelle, who's a big American pastor, he's he's quite big actually, but um, he's, he's got he, he has lots of people in his church. He says he says this. I should remember to use this. He says, "What comes into our minds comes out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. If you're full of positivity in your mind, you tend to have a more positive." Life. If you're full of negativity, then you start to live a more negative life. That's simplifying things a little bit. But I think as a general rule, that is right. And if you are overwhelmed by things that are going around, on around you, and in particular this cost of living crisis, you are being overwhelmed by maybe the financial struggles you are facing, then you will go into panic mode. And stress and anger will start to come out in your life, and maybe you will start to find comfort in the wrong places. And you can find the wrong places in pornography, it might be gambling, it might be shopping. So many of us will spend money we haven't got because we find comfort in spending money. And in the end, you make the situation, the problem, even worse. But I want to say this, and this is what the Bible says, but it's also what psychologists say as well, that you can manage your thoughts. You can manage your thoughts. You can change the way you think. And you can do that in two ways. Way number one. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, this is, this is the second letter Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. Paul says this, take every thought captive. Take it captive, take it hold of it, take charge of it, stick it in a prison if you need to. And we see this. I don't know if any of you watched um, the National Geographic on Disney Plus did a series uh, called Limitless. Anyone seen this with Chris Hemsworth from the film Thor? Anyone seen the film Thor? Yes. For some reason, my wife wanted to watch this series with Chris Hemsworth in, so I was made to watch it as well. And he's looking about how he can make his life better, how he can make his life longer. And the first one was all about how he could conquer his fears and reduce stress in his life. And at the end, they send him to the top of this massive tall tower, and he's scared of heights, and he's made to walk out and then walk back in and take his time. And they say this, they said to this, this mantra that he had to repeat to himself, one step, one moment, one breath. One step, one moment, one breath. Break it down. Don't think about the whole thing. Break it down into segments. If I just do this one step, if I just take this one breath, if I just focus in this one moment, then I can start to take captive some of the thoughts in my mind. That's one way. To start to just focus on the next step rather than get worried and overwhelmed by the big picture. The second thing is this. Choose what goes into your head. Choose what goes into your head. I don't know if any of you are like me. When, I, when COVID start, first started, um, I used to listen to the, the daily updates just to find out what was going. They had the graphs on there. And, it's, you know, and if we could do a similar sort of work thing with the, with the cost of living crisis, I tend to listen to Radio 4 while doing, uh, preparing dinner uh, in the evening. And they're constantly talking about doom and gloom. Sometimes you need to switch the news off. Sometimes you need to say, actually, this is making me feel more panicky. This is making more, me feel more worry and anxiety. 
And I just need to switch that off. In the Bible, it tells us to focus on what's good, what's noble, what's excellent. Focus on good things. And another thing you shouldn't do, and I don't know if you do this, is you know, maybe you're, you're struggling with your finances. Everything's getting a bit overwhelming. And just before you go to bed, you get your phone out and go, I'll just check the balance. That's the worst time to check your balance. It's the worst time because you can do absolutely nothing about it. You can't ring up the bank and say, oh, can I transfer some money? You're just about to go to bed. So you go to bed focusing on your problems that you can do nothing about. Instead, focus on things above. How do you do that? Well, I would recommend that you meditate. Now, as a follower of Jesus, I would recommend that meditation takes the form of reading the Bible and praying to God. You can use um, various apps. I use an app called Lectio 365, which comes from the 24-7 prayer uh, movement. And it just takes you through prayers in the mornings and prayers in the evenings. You start and end your day focusing on things above rather than the things below. It's about prayer. It's about taking time out. It's about slowing your heart rate down. To start about removing those stress. I love these words from a hymn that some of you might recognize. It's, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. What's the consequence of that? What a hymn goes on to say, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It won't make your problems go away but it will make them grow strangely dim compared to the love and the grace and the power of Jesus. So think about your thoughts. Second thing, two or three, control the controllables. There are many things we're taught about that you cannot control. You cannot control the crisis uh, we are in. You cannot control the war in Ukraine. You cannot control mortgage um, rates. They are out of your control, and yet there are things that you can control. Your finances need to be something you take control of. And this is why we are a CAP center. So we have just finished our CAP life skills course, and we also have planned a a CAP money course. And these are ways in which you can start to take control of your life, those controllables in your life, Life skills is a more general course. It can all sorts of things. Money course is particularly about your money. Put your hand up if you've done this course. Yeah. Have you found it helpful? Yes. Good. That's the right answer. Over the course of this month, there's a sign-up sheet. There's lots of sign-up sheets at the back at the moment. There's a sign-up sheet saying, if you're interested in either of these courses, just put your name down and put a tick. And then um, I don't think Rob's here this morning. Okay, Rob and Emma, Emma's around, uh, and there, there are, Cap, I think Andy, you're involved in CAP, aren't you? So chat to Andy, there we go. And, uh, but you can sign up, and we'd love to help you uh, manage those controllable things in your life. We need to get used to the words, and we don't like them, but budgets. I remember my parents had little um, tobacco tins. I don't know where they came from because they didn't smoke, but they had tobacco tins with little labels on. They put money in it. I'm sure you can do that digitally now, but you need to learn budgets. You need to know limits. You need to know things like discipline 
And you need to recognize and understand the word and use it enough. Enough. Learn, <clears throat> learn to say no. Just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should buy it. That's a difficult one, isn't it? Just because you can afford it doesn't mean you can buy it. I want you to stop. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but I just want you to sit and think, do I spend money when I don't need to? I'll put my hand up. I do. I bought a cat scarer this week. I didn't really need it, but those cats keep pooing on my front lawn. <laughs> and do you spend money when you don't need to? Learn the discipline of saying, enough. And I want you to figure this equation. Here you go, something I learned this week. We um, look for satisfaction. We want to feel satisfied. Don't we all feel happy? We want to feel fulfilled. And we can often say that, well, actually, the more we, we have, the more I have, the more satisfied I feel about life, the more happy. So often we go and buy something. It gives a little bit of a boost. So the way we can feel more satisfied is to buy more. But actually what we have, satisfaction equals what we have divided by what we want. So we may have loads of stuff, but if there's still loads of things we want that we don't have, we start to feel dissatisfied. So the way of feeling satisfaction is either to increase the things we have or is to reduce the amount of things that we want. Start to think. Do I really want those things? That's really difficult. And I'll say, if you're a follower of Jesus, you need to start talking to Jesus about those wants, those desires you have in your life. Not your needs, but your wants. And go, do I really need them? And if I don't, Lord God, change my heart and change my thoughts. Just a practical tip before we move on to the final one. We're coming towards the end now. Uh, Henry Cloud, back in 1991, uh, wrote this uh, book. It's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. And he recommends you do this. This might be a task that you may be doing in your head, but I would suggest you write it down on paper. Write a list. These are the things I can control. These are the things I can't control. You can sort out the things on the left-hand column. The stuff on the right-hand column you need to let go of. And that really leads us to our final uh, part, which is trust the trustworthy. Trust the trustworthy. Those things that we can't control, we need to give to God. He says, it says this in Proverbs verse 11, verse 28. It says, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. The question I have you this, for this this morning is, who do you trust more? Your money and your possessions, your job, your finances, or God's? Who do you trust more to get you through this crisis we find ourselves in? Is it your money or is it God? Because Proverbs says that if you trust in riches, you will ultimately fail and you will fall and things will not work out as you want. You need to trust in God's. The problem is our ability to trust in God is often affected by how we view God. Month before last, we did a whole series on, on pictures of God, ways of, of looking at God. We looked at God being a potter who shapes us, with a God as a fortress who, who keeps us safe and secure. We looked at 
Uh, God as an eagle who floats above and gives us energy and looks down and sees a bigger picture. We also saw, saw um, God as a shepherd, thank you, who cares and guides us and walks alongside us and protects us. We also thought about God being a man who came to earth and knows our problems and knows our troubles because he experienced himself, himself as Jesus. What, who do you picture? What do you picture when you think of God? Another American pastor called Rich Velodas says this, the image we have of God in our heads in many ways determines the degree of worry we feel in our souls. The way we view God affects our ability to trust in him. See, ultimately, we want to get to the stage where we are able to put those uncontrollables on God. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety, your worries, your fears on him. Why? Because we have a God who cares for me, cares for you, cares for for us. We have a God, as I said right at the beginning, who is interested in every single aspect of your life. He cares for you. He knows you. He loves you. He wants what's best for you. He wants you to prosper and to succeed in life. Is that the image that you have of God's? In a moment, we're going to pray a particular prayer, which I hope will be helpful to you. But we're just going to spend just a minute and a half pausing just to reflect on some questions. So let's watch these questions now. Are you spending too much time dwelling on negativity? Are you spending too much time dwelling on negativity? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Is your worry preventing you from taking control of your life? Do you believe God cares for you and wants to help you in your situation? Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that and we hope you found that really relevant to what you're going through at the moment. And we thought we'd focus on one of the questions. Mm. So if you're live, if you're watching this live, you feel free to chip in on the chat as well. Absolutely. Um, 
But here we go, Dan. Are you feeling overwhelmed, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a question. Um, <laughs> and is your worry preventing you from taking control of your life? It's a bit personal, isn't it? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Well, do you ever feel overwhelmed? I think everyone does, don't they? Yeah. I think you'd be you'd be lying if you said you didn't. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely kind of periods, seasons, days that uh, you know uh, I get overwhelmed, and it's um, it's really interesting here about um, is worry preventing you from taking control of your life now? Um, and the thing with control is it's it's really you know. Um, we all kind of want to be the masters of our own fate, our destiny. You know, we want to be in control. We want, you know, it's hard to let go of that, isn't it? Because when yeah. you feel like you're not in control, you feel like that's when things can kind of, you know, all go awry and all kind of, and it's it's hard to release and relinquish that control to yeah. to somebody else. Um, you know, um, and even to God, sometimes I feel like you know you you know you kind of just want to be yeah in charge of it all and so that you can um and you know that if it's in your hands and it's yeah. kind of solely down to you and there's some you kind of take take comfort in that i guess but yeah ultimately um you know as, as martin alluded to we 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 can't control there's so much we can't control no and we can't control the things that happen around us yeah anything we can control to to some extent is how we react and ultimately are our reaction needs to be one of, you know, uh, for us to react in the in the best way possible. Yeah, we need that, you know, that yeah. support from from God ultimately. Yeah, I know, and it is difficult, isn't it? Because I think some of us grew up, we all grew up in different environments, didn't we? And we learnt how to manage stuff differently. Mm. I mean, I grew up in a house where I remember I was in secondary school and I opened the door one day to the gas man who'd come to cut us off. No joke, and and I grew up in that sort of environment where where there was no control whatsoever of anything. Mm. And I went the other So the risk for me is I've gone the other way, whereas I'm so tight on finances. I'm not so tight. I just want to stress that. But I, I can be at times, and I, I want to manage it and control it. And, and where do I? The challenge for me is to let God in. Mm. and to say actually there are times when you want me to take a risk and you want me to do something that i wouldn't normally feel comfortable with so the way you've grown up man the way you've been taught how to handle stuff or your experience of that mm. will control that and and one thing martin said was really important is about the your image of god how you see god will determine whether you trust him or not whether you think he's he's safe hands or not Mm. And that is so crucial. How do you see God? Yeah. Is he going to take over everything? Is he going to look after everything? Or it actually is, have you got some responsibility and he's going to do the stuff that you can't? That's that's a more balanced view, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, interested to to hear what, what you guys uh, think as well. And yeah. for me, um, yeah, really interesting what Martin said about controlling the controllables. Yeah. Um. Because you know, we we Boundaries. need to know that we we can't control everything. Um, and and trust the uh trustworthy as well is um yeah is, is really important. And it takes me back to this um this passage in Luke. Um, I was kind of looking up um during the sermon. Um, it reminds me of that passage about worrying, adding a single hour to your life. You know, we yeah. can inevitably worry and become anxious. Um. You know, with, with lots of different things, and and ultimately, 
worrying doesn't add a single hour to your life you know and as martin was saying you know that moment in bed when you're looking at your finances or i i get into this habit despite knowing that blue light isn't great for you to look at before you go to bed i usually look at the news headlines before i go to bed on my phone oh uh, and usually you know uh, and <laughs> uh, 90 percent of them probably more than that are just um really miserable really depressing and i used to do that when i'd wake up i used to wake up in the morning <sighs> and turn on the tv and listen to the news and to be honest it was the worst start to the day ever because it didn't put my trust in God for who was going to handle my day. It was the world's in a mess. What's going to, you know, it was, it didn't do me any favors. It just raised the anxiety level, didn't it? Yeah. So I guess about thinking of putting things in place to ensure that you're going to bed or waking up on, you know, yeah. I guess thinking that, you know, slightly more optimistic and yeah. yeah. What you're focusing on and that whole idea of meditation that Martin was talking about. Mm. when we spend time focusing on who god i was sat here and i was thinking oh, you can see this the folks out there can't but there's a massive sort of um um what do they call it there's something written on the wall of this room um a decal on the wall of this room and it simply says this be still and know that i am god and that would be a great thing to start your day off with absolutely and end it with wouldn't it yeah amazing yeah so there you go so if you you know you might want to talk about that um the advice that martin gave was really helpful thoughts drive your behavior and if they're anxious <laughs> thoughts that'll drive certain behaviors that are unhealthy and, and mm. not going to be good for you particularly in terms of spending and finances absolutely um control the controllables there is stuff that you are responsible for and there is stuff that god is responsible for and know the difference um Absolutely. and trust god you know your picture of him will determine whether you lean on him or not mm. and you know um think about this kind of the start of this sermon series if you guys have got any uh any questions um then um there's a, an email address you can contact and it is uh got questions at hawleybaptist.org.uk thank you steve for Find out if you've got any questions about anything from from today um or any questions more generally um about whether it's about christianity or us here at body baptist then um don't hesitate to to get in touch yeah absolutely and if you think what you've heard this morning might be useful for someone you know someone who's struggling with living free or the cost of living crisis why don't you pass it on to them and mm. encourage them to have a look for themselves absolutely That was today's episode of Holy Baptist Church Podcast. We hope it's prompted you to want to follow Jesus, hopefully a lot, but even just a little bit more closely. If you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us, gotquestions at hawleybaptist.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. It would really make our day. If you want to hear more from us, just a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the Holy Baptist Church app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to hear it as well. Simply search Holy Baptist Church. Thank you again for listening to Holy Baptist Church podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time.